Kale, I'd like to welcome you to the No Quit Living podcast. Hey, man. Thanks you for having me, Chris. I'm really happy to be here. Super happy to uh, have you get a hold of me and be on the show. I appreciate it. So the first question I ask everybody is, are you ready to positively impact at least one person today? Of course, man. That's why I wake up every day. I love it. So the number one objective of our show is to motivate and inspire listeners to never quit. And I was curious if you have either a no-quit story yourself or perhaps a really challenging time in your life where you could have given up or given in, but you didn't. Uh, yeah. Uh, does the last decade count? Um, uh, I think it probably does for many of us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say this this story, uh, and I'll keep it short for, for everybody, um, but the, the time really would have been the last decade of my life. Uh, really getting outside. I'm, I'm 29 years old and getting outside of uh, the nest, if you will, outside of my family and really out on my own. Uh, I played college baseball. Uh, I actually went to a couple different schools and, and played at that level and um, was always a part of a team. And then when I got out of that, I actually uh, was pretty lost. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I finished two years of baseball and uh, kind of got out and was really really adamant about being more mature than what I was. So for example, here Chris is, I, I wanted to be uh, 10 years ahead of where I was at. So um, I actually went into work, I went in to start a family, I wanted to get married. So by the age of 21, uh, I actually had my first child uh, working full time uh, for my dad's family business there. And uh, at 22, I got, got married, moved to a new town and opened up a CrossFit gym. Um, uh, literally <laughs> Chris, I, I, I moved my family on a Friday to a new town and my first class for CrossFit was on a Monday and, uh, I was 22 years old. I had a little bit of money and I kicked down the door and I said, Hey, uh, I'm ready to start this business. And, uh, the, the reason I share this story is because in my mind, I thought I could literally achieve achieve everything. I thought I could start a new family. I could have, you know, a new kid. Um, I could move to a new town, start a new business that no one in the town would ever heard of. Literally uh, super naive and was like, I can do it. And so for a, for a short while I did. And um, it, it quickly turned about two, three years into the, the business. I was working uh, easily 90 hour work weeks. Uh, it, was, it was no sweat to wake up at four in the morning uh, run some classes, um, go home, grab some breakfast, and then back for the rest of the day until nine o'clock at night uh, when I was mopping and closing the gym. Uh, and at this point in time, I got really, we actually had our second child, and I started to get really depressed. Um, I started uh, resorting to what was the, the only emotion I really knew how to express, which was anger. And uh, so I started becoming a person, quite quite frankly, and I'm actually uh, I'm, I'm happy that I listened to Damon West podcast uh, on your show earlier because his his radical honesty was was something that I, I was kind of pondering uh, what we would talk about on the show and and I became a person that uh, yelled um, would belittle would control uh, even got physically abusive and completely lost touch with the I mean if I went back to like my high school a lot of times. Uh, I was goofy, I was playful, I was happy, and I completely lost who that person was. Um, I, I, I didn't actually even look in the mirror for, I would say, a solid 18 months. It, it would be uh, always looking away. And so it really got to a point of 
really asking myself, do I want to be here? Do I want to actually live on this life? Yeah, I, I, I at that time, Chris, I had I had a gym. It was being successful with my full-time job. Uh, I, I got into it because I wanted to be fit, healthy, and I thought that was happiness. Uh, it was the furthest thing from, from happiness there. And so it really got to the point where I, w I went to the kitchen one day uh, after uh, doing a class and, and my wife and two kids, uh, now at this time had two kids, were gone. And I came into a note that said, if, if you want to see the kids, you'll need to make arrangements. We're staying at my parents' house. And um, that, that man was a real shocker. You know, uh, it was a wake up call to say, hey, like, <laughs> something's not right here and at the time uh, I still wasn't mature enough I, I definitely played the victim mentality uh, and, and to to your point uh, you and I've had conversations offline here just life doesn't happen to you happens for you and that was one of those real moments but I honestly I didn't I didn't recognize it at the time and definitely played that victim role and when I would go to class or I've talked to my friends or my family I really victimized myself uh, by attacking attacking her verbally and, and talking bad about her. Uh, fast forward into another year, um, we, we actually started to build our, our relationship. I really wanted to build that family and do the best I could. Uh, still working 90 hours a week, man, I was just smoked. I, I didn't spend any time working on myself, developing myself and, and developing um, these emotions that I had no, no control over. And so we tried it for a little bit, but got right back into it. And I got to the point where I just said, screw everything. And uh, actually, not to be literal, but that's actually what I started doing. I started going outside the marriage. Um, I started being with other women. Uh, some of them were in relationships, some of them weren't. So I was disrespecting not only myself, but my relationship with my, my wife at the time, uh, friends and family, but the gym members I had and those spouses of the other people. And it was just a really an all-time low, and I actually met a, met a friend. I was like, through Facebook, he, he would work some of the events I had, and I just saw him transform his life online, and so I reached out to that guy, and uh, he really just focused on saying, you have to control what you have to control. And at that time, honestly, I started taking uh, extreme ownership for my life, which was very, very difficult um, to, to go through. And so I really would say to wrap that up, Chris, is my no quit story is that there was a time where I resorted only to anger and that I, I, I contemplated suicide on a very frequent basis. And thankfully, I have two, two loving boys that honestly were there in my rocks. I would actually, I can uh, get a little choked up here. I can vividly remember um, being in, laying in a bed and just start, I started sobbing. I started crying so much. And, and my oldest boy, Finnegan, just literally hugged me, didn't say a word, just hugged me. And it was like, that was supposed to be the other way around, you know? Like, I'm supposed to be there for him. And so actually, my kids are my biggest teachers and my biggest inspiration. So uh, when, it talk, when, you, when you talk about a no quit living, um, it's really, I'm, I'm inspired to be the best dad and best version of myself. And uh, ultimately, what I've learned through all of this, Chris, is that in order to be the best dad I could ever be, I, I have to be the best version of me. I have to be the best version of me first before I can serve any of the athletes that I had in my gym, before I could serve my friends, my family, my spouse, my partner, or my kids that I actually had to, to focus on myself like my buddy told me. And so that's, that's what I've been out doing for the last three years. I actually sold the gym and uh, moved on to really focusing in and reading some books. I actually didn't read my first book 
to till I was about 25, 26. So, um, yeah, I'll wrap it up there. Well, I truly appreciate not only your candor, but your honesty you, you share in your story. And I think one thing that you touched on near the end, I just want to focus on for a second is I've gone through a tough time in my personal life as well. Some of the listeners know it uh, and some people don't fully know it. But I think what you said at the end is was spot on is is it's OK to want to be the best version of a father, a mother, uh, an employee, a partner, a friend, fill in the blank. Those things are unbelievably important and I think it's something that we all can do and should do. But before you can be the best version of a parent, a father, husband, wife, fill in the blank, you have to be a, be the best version of yourself and you have to continually work on that. And I think that's something that I too didn't fully understand as, as I have three young kids myself where you want to be the best dad, you want to be the best partner, you want to be the best friend, spouse, but you also have to work on yourself. And I think a lot of people don't fully understand that it's not a 24-hour job where you have to wake up and just be continually working on yourself and, and not take any time for other people. But the reality is if you focus on 100% of your time and efforts on something else, the reality is you don't have time for, for other things. So I'm, I'm super, super appreciative of you sharing sharing that so interesting uh question because we love adding value to our listeners and i'm a huge reader myself during the time when you started reading is there a book or two that really stood out as far as being influential or is there something that you've read recently that you'd like to recommend to our listeners um yeah i was actually thinking about this in the shower last night because obviously i've been listening to some of the podcasts and so i knew this question was coming up and really the book that was gifted to me was a book by john acuff and it was start and, uh, you know, for me as a person, I told you about the story uh, of me just kind of kicking down the door and opening the gym. It wasn't something I'm, I'm I'd say I'm highly risk adverse. I put myself in situations that way. Uh, but this was a different type of book for me. It was actually, it was about me. It was actually starting the things not for uh, mom and dad and what they want for me or not what the community wants for me, but actually what I want for my life and to actually start leaning into that. So I definitely would say, um, that that was a book that uh, transformed everything. I mean, I've read a lot more books since then. Uh, as far as something that I'm reading now, I'm uh, I'm actually listening to a reading high uh, high performance habits by Brendan Burchard and uh, finding a lot of value. I'm actually taking my time through that and really sitting with all the questions and working slowly through the book to to really identify kind of where I'm going. Uh, I've, I've chewed through so many books here, man. That's a tough question to choose from. But uh, I would have to say start is, is something when you're looking at talking about my story and sharing my story, and you even talked about it, Chris, is like it's not a 24-hour thing where you have to spend all day. Uh, honestly, for me, I have a morning routine, and those first two hours of my day are for me, and I make sure that I get up early. And that way it doesn't disrupt, you know, my relationship with my partner. It doesn't really upset the relationship with my kids. And so those first two hours every single day uh, are something that I can hold myself accountable for. Uh, and lastly, I have a routine where I do everything in the evening. I have a, a half hour block of, of preparing myself for my sleep uh, and kind of reflecting on the day. <clears throat> so I, uh, you actually answered two questions in one and, and you had jumped ahead, which is awesome. But I want to pick your brain real quick on the evening routine. And the, and the reason is over the last almost 300 episodes, whenever we've had a guest, I always ask about a morning routine. And reason being is, is onefold, always looking to, to add value to our listeners and just introduce them to, to new ideas. And the thing about I love about that question, it's, it's not a 
right or wrong answer. There's not one routine that works for everybody. But the reason I'm, I'm intrigued about your evening routine is probably about a year or so ago, all of a sudden, quite a few of my guests started talking about, well, Chris, I do have a morning routine, but it actually starts the night before. And I don't think that it wasn't that I was blind to it, but I didn't realize until, and now I started doing it myself, is the importance of how you wind down your night, your day, how you review it and get ready for the next day. It all, all of a sudden, it just starts that rhythm. So definitely have to ask if you wouldn't mind just telling our listeners a little bit about your evening routine. Absolutely. And it's pretty, it's pretty simple for me. So uh, one just starts with, um, first and foremost, I was terrified of routines up until two years ago. <laughs> I felt like I was trapped. So, so routines for me, uh, it was a really terrifying thing. So if anybody kind of feels that way, uh, I've seen, uh, I've been on that side of that. But for my evening routine, it's pretty simple. I go through uh, and prepare for my morning routine. So I tidy up the, the, the space. Um, so that could be anything that's left out from the, the kitchen, the living room, uh, that supports me getting up and, and being active throughout the, the morning. So for me, it's tidying up uh, the space, uh, my living environment, um, and then setting uh, and then preparing. So for me, uh, my morning routine includes drinking water. Something I've kind of always struggled with is drinking enough water. So I actually make sure the, the water is filled, I'll make sure the cup is out, and I'll make sure that that's there. So it's really preparing that. So it's tidying up and then setting myself up for success tomorrow. So one of the things I've learned, Chris, is that you know when you wake up, your brain is the most active to solve the biggest, most challenging problems. So I don't want to solve little tedious problems. And whereas night, you know, winding down and calming down is a perfect time to do that cleaning up. So my evening routine uh, to wrap that up is I actually journal. So I reflect. So there's uh, five five areas of my life that I take focus on and that I want to make sure that I'm um, growing in every single day and I'm acknowledging that growth. For, for you, you're a high performer. I'm a high performer. You're a college athlete. You're a former college athlete. I am. Uh, we're really good at self-shaming and beating ourselves up and never really acknowledging the progress that we've made. So uh, in order to keep my spirits high and actually see progress towards my goals, I make sure that I journal on those five areas. And for me, uh, I'll share those. It's just personal. What am I doing for my mind, my body, my spirit? That's focus number one. Focus number two is a partner. Uh, so I'm in a relationship. Uh, what did I do today to grow as a partner? And then I go down a list as a parent. As a, and, and what falls in the parent is more family. So as, as they say, I have kids, uh, but also I'm a, I'm a son. So am I talking to my mom? Am I talking to my dad? Am I talking to my siblings? So what am I doing in that realm? So it's really family. Uh, and the last two as a provider. What am I doing in a career or from a financial standpoint to provide safety and security with my, for my family? Um, so that's the fourth one. And the last one is a player. Like, what am I doing to enjoy my life? What am I doing to um, have blissful interactions, magical moments, right? Am I, am I doing the things that I like to do? I'm an outdoors guy. I like to rock climb. I like to get on the river. I, I like to bike. Uh, I like to, you know, try new things. So what am I doing in that realm too? It's, it's very easy as a workaholic or former workaholic to get trapped in those moments where I, I don't take moments of joy. Uh, so those are the five areas that I, I literally, and some days, man, it's like, hey, I took out the trash as, and that makes me a good partner. And then other times I have a lot more to say, you know, uh, and the whole point is it's the consistency over time to create that sustained long-term happiness. Mm. I love that word you just used, consistency, and I appreciate you sharing not only your morning routine but your evening routine. And you said something that I wanted to just 
briefly touch on for a second is you spoke about how up until about two years ago you were terrified about routines and I think it's it's why I love the word consistency and I've had so many people that have been on the show that have been unbelievably transparent with their morning and evening routines and some of the ones that I've really connected with are the ones that focus on the fact that every single day I don't have that hour two hours or three hours that's life I got kids work and sometimes you don't have the ability but what so many people have touched upon is being consistent so for example your morning routine is two hours let's just say we're doing some business event we're speaking together you don't have the two hours and you only have 20 minutes that day it's still better better to control the controllables for those 20 minutes and it goes back to the word that you said is consistency and what I love about the morning routine evening routine and people that have these very specific things that they track is the most important word I feel is always consistency. It's not perfection. It's not never missing a day or if you want to have 30 minutes for this and 20 minutes for that every single day, you do exactly 30 and 20. No, it's the reality that life hits you and we're going through one of those life hits you moments right now. So I wanted to jump into to my next question is how have you stayed mentally positive and how have you stayed positive during this these challenging times with the coronavirus and what we're all dealing with? And I heard an interesting uh, kind of comparison that I hadn't heard before. A good friend of mine, Diana, said that the reality is we all might have a different boat right now, but we're all going through the exact same storm. We're all in that same body of water. So I wanted to just kind of ask you that. It's probably like three questions in one. <laughs> well, I definitely agree. So uh, the first thing you kind of mentioned there was routines being frightening to me. Um, I, I, I think I'm like most people, I like to feel freedom. Um, and so a routine felt like I was gonna wake up one day and just be in the Truman Show and that everything was gonna be the same and I would miss my, my life. And uh, I wanted it to be super present. And what I actually learned through the morning routine and, and evening routine, um, and it's talked about you know, in, in business books, it's talked about even in yoga, is those like to have, wait, have the same bedtime, wake time. So consistency and routines are very, uh, important and, the, and what I've learned throughout all this is that actually gives me uh, a frame of mind to be free like just having small routine has helped me there uh, one of the things you asked me is how how do I keep that on like let's just say I have a speaking engagement and a couple things come to mind if, if, if I did not I'll play that if I did not have only 20 if I only had 20 minutes um, my routine is still uh, has the ability to be four hours long if it needed to Right. And it has the ability to shrink down. And there's just really certain checkpoints that I have. And I actually do my morning routine um, when I'm field drained. So I'll do it, you know, at lunchtime. I'll do it at dinner time just to kind of transition throughout the day. So I, I use that. But one of the things that you asked me was, <clears throat> what is something that I do to stay consistent or keep a positive mindset? And for me, it's an acronym that I heard, um, which is WIN, which is what's important now. And uh, the power of questions, you know, put the focus on that, you know, so I, I, I attempt really strongly to have uh, strong self-awareness. It's actually one of the things that I, I'm, I'm focused on the most right now is how to cultivate that uh, in myself and to be hyper aware of the decisions that I, I, I'm making. Uh, I think it's Ed Milet says that most people, most general people will look at their weekly or monthly schedules and then they'll check their, you know, what they, what they have going on and then they'll cross-reference, oh, how'd I do this month? And he said, uh, higher performers do that on a weekly basis or a daily basis, and then the highest of performers do it on an hourly basis. And so I'm really trying to take that to heart and say, okay, well, 
what have I done the last hour? Is it in the direction that I'm going? And uh, what can I do to, to make it better? Or what's important now? Mm-hmm. Keeping the main thing the main thing. And so a large part of everything I do is self-awareness into questions. Um, then just leaning into that and, and taking action based upon the answer or the intuition that comes through me at that point in time. I love that acronym, and it's something that, that I've heard, and it's interesting. You look at it, win, and you almost go back to sports days and, and trying to, quote-unquote, win every game, win every event, and the reality is it has nothing to do with, with winning or losing. It has to do with what's the most important thing right now. And we can, we've all heard different people talk about you know something that's, your, something that's not the most important thing shouldn't come before what's the most important thing. And I think when you go through your day – and you try to maximize it and you try to take advantage of it, I think that's when you have a better control of it. And you had spoken about about journaling quite a bit on your morning and evening routine. And ironically, that's how that's how you and I got connected. And I believe you have a, a journal that you're actually working on. And I wanted to just, if you wouldn't mind, just briefly touching on it uh, with our listeners. Uh, yeah, thank you. And it is kind of ironic that that's kind of what we, you know, how we came Came about. I'm actually working on a pre-launch right now of the journal, uh, and because of that, I've actually given a 30-day free fillable template uh, on on my website there. Uh, so we're in a pre-launch right now. We're actually just getting getting the right look and feel of the journal. So it's in. We're really working hard behind the scenes to uh, really, like I said, get the touch and feel of that. But the the journal itself is is it was made. It was born through necessity, literally like the frameworks, uh, you asked, you asked me before the show, is, is it a planner? Is it a journal? And I, it's frameworks. It, it's an accountability partner. It's your mentor. It's your guide. Um, like I said earlier, I don't like to feel trapped. So I built the journal around, um, the frameworks that help me get out of a certain situation and into a new situation that has created daily uh, and uh, more moments more, more moments of happiness through my life so uh, and it's really focused on the five key areas that I've mentioned earlier you know as a person mind body spirit uh, as a partner a parent a provider and a player and it's really using the power of questions and awareness to keep a keep alignment with with your goals and so I kind of spoke about and shared the story with you Chris about you know how I got super depressed and uh, shared with the audience here that journey that I went through and the reality is is I didn't have intentions to do that I, I didn't have bless you I didn't have <laughs> I didn't have intentions to be you know an abusive cheating husband who ends up going through divorce and then later down bankruptcy none of that is what I intended to do I intended to win by meaning living a happy life being a great dad being a great partner and uh, you know great community member all those were my intentions and intentions are great but unless they're backed up by accountability and actions they're 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 really meaningless and so what i had to really do is i took a long two three hour walk barefoot walk in the woods and i'm like who am i what am i here is this who i am am i just this 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 trashy guy or am i something else because they're not aligning with my intentions so i actually created the journal uh, when I was actually in my sec- my my relationship that I am now, and that failed, and she kicked me out, and I, that's when I went walking in the woods. I was like, I need a system to hold myself accountable, and I need to. Uh, the quote I think Chris is like, you are who you spend uh, the five people you spend the most time with, yep. and what I realized is, I never spent time by myself. 
I always spent time with other people. So, man, I was lost. So the first thing I had to do was get really clear on who I was. And so that's what I use questions for. And that, so some of those frameworks are inside the journal. Um, and then the next thing is to be accountable. The journal is there because it doesn't lie. I ask myself, hey, what did I do to become a, a better dad today? What did I do, what, what did I do to, to, to be a better parent or a partner today? And I don't look at those answers as like, you know, self-sabotaging where I'm like, oh, I didn't do anything today. It's like, oh, okay, you didn't do anything today or you didn't do quite enough, but that's okay. You can see it because it's not three months and it's not it's not the point where it's at eruption. That's where I let everything get. And the beauty of the journal is that it just is super easy. And when I say journal, like um, uh, I think you probably access the free thing and I've heard from some people that it can be quite a bit. And honestly, it's just there as an accountability. I fill it out sometimes with one word. It's just the consistent we talked about. I show up with it every single day because I have to be honest with it. And when I'm honest with it, I'm honest with myself. I can make those changes to my to my behaviors throughout the day. So um, that's kind of the journal. And so, yeah, I appreciate the, the little plug on that. No, I, I, I love that. And, and again, going back to using the same word that we spoke about, the morning routine and evening routine is, is consistency. And I have a, a daily two-pager that I use with myself. I've been using it for the last year plus, and I use it with my clients. It's free, uh, downloadable on my website. But for me, a lot of people have spoken about, well, you know, I, I see it's a lot. And then at, at night I do the evening part and it, it becomes overwhelming. And what you just said is the consistency perspective of there are days when it might be one word. There are days when you write or you have a lot to do. But I think the biggest thing for me was being analytical in, in the positive way. And what I mean by that is is maybe – the prior day you had a really good day as, as a parent or a spouse or with your business and it's just one of those days but then today maybe it's one of those days where just it got busy and you didn't have the ability to do what you wanted to do I'm not in any way saying ignore that and say oh who cares what I'm saying is is by being consistent you look at it and say okay you know yesterday was a really great day today I didn't really get to focus on as much time with my kid or my wife or my husband so maybe as you're doing the evening routine and you're laying out the next day, you say, you know what, I want to spend a couple minutes tomorrow morning and maybe pick up the phone and call my mom or maybe reach out to a friend. Or And I think that's that's really powerful that, that you touch on that. So an interesting question we ask everybody is, if you had to define yourself but you could only use one word, what word would you pick? I was I was so confused about this question until <laughs> like now. And, and it's tenacious. I would say tenacious. Um, it literally, as soon as you finish the question, Man, I really had no answer. I was like, what is that question? What am I going to answer that? And honestly, tenacious. And it, it's funny because I actually had a friend who's a metal worker uh, and a yoga buddy. And uh, and he he actually had a bracelet on. And he just he's like, this is calling your name. And he, he just put it on my wrist. And it said tenacious on it. So um, there must be something to that. That's awesome. And I not that the viewers can see, but I have two bracelets, our no quit living ones. And it's everything is hashtag accountability. So. If you could go back and give the 20-year-old version of yourself just one piece of advice, what would it be? Slow down. Mm. Breathe. Yeah. Patience. I think slow down is something that, you know, being a former athlete myself and a former college coach is something that we all should do more of. And I think during this, this pandemic we're in now, I think by choice, we've had no choice in some ways to just be forced to slow down. And I think at first people were, you know, going nuts in the sense of like, what am I doing? How can I do this? But I think me personally and a lot of my clients, they've enjoyed some of this 
time that they get to embrace and and you mentioned being going outside i i've always been an outside person as far as growing up playing a bunch of sports and doing stuff but can honestly say over the last couple of years kind of got away from it and and i don't mean not going outside at all but definitely took my kids to parks and things but during this time i've been spending a lot of time with the kids bike riding parks just playing outdoors and it's been it's been really interesting so if i had the ability to grant you dinner with anybody dead or alive who would you pick this is another question I was thinking about. Um, I, I'm gonna have to go with my original answer. It, for me, it's probably gonna seem weird to the uh, audience, maybe, but it's it's Adam Sandler. Like, <laughs> uh, like there's not a person that like. I mean, pretty much my whole life, he's been an influence in my life. He's been a source of like, one. Adam Sandler is like super hilarious. He's funny. He's, you know, he's, he doesn't have to be crazy raunchy with his content to be funny. He's a true artist. And the one thing I actually loved about uh, everything Adam Sandler does is he's always bringing his friends with him. Yes. And, and that has just always stuck with me. Uh, and then the thing about Adam Sandler is he, he's talking about real life. Like I feel like a lot of his movies and I could be way off, but this is just how I have the perspective of it. A lot of it are, are dealing with life things. And um, I don't know if they're relative to people in his life or his life in general, but um, there's some real perspective there. And so I would love to be able to to have some dinner with that guy. Uh, probably would be fried chicken or something. All right. You can only watch one Adam Sandler movie, and your choices are Billy Madison or Happy Gilmer. Which one do you pick? <laughs> you can only watch one. Uh, Billy Madison. Laugh at Billy Madison. Go Billy. see Billy. All right. So for our listeners, what is the best way for them to connect, follow you, or find out more about you as well as uh, your social media handles? And also, if anybody wants to get that free downloadable preview of your journal, what's the best way for them to do all that together? Yeah, I've tried to make uh, everything super simple to access to anything that I, I have. So there's uh, I have a Linktree account, so it's L-I-N-K-T-R. Uh, dot ee slash kale marker that's d-a-l-e-m-a-r-k-e-r all my links are there uh for the free pdf um it's gap5.com it's g-a-p-f-i-v-e.com and then for social handles uh i have most everything there uh it's all kale marker except on uh instagram i think it's kale j marker uh and i'm open to uh everyone kind of communicating me on whatever platform suits their needs best Awesome. And then last question we ask everybody is if you have some parting words you'd like to leave with our listeners today. Parting words is, yeah, I think just based on our conversation is focus on yourself first uh, and then find a way to serve other people uh, with, with your own gifts. Um, for, for me, I, I didn't know that I actually had value to give. And the reality is, is if my kids at five and seven have a lot to teach us, I think we all have a lot to, to teach. So uh, put yourself out there. A lot of the best things in my life have kept, uh, came from just being honest and telling my story. So share your story. There's a lot of value in that. Uh, people need it. Uh, and we are just a you know big world of people. And uh, the more positive we can share through your stories and connect, uh, the more open we are, the more vulnerable we are, uh, I believe the better society we'll have. Uh, and that, that would be my words there, Chris. I appreciate it, man. I'm so glad that we got a chance to connect. And one thing I'll just say to our listeners is, you know, social media has, has a lot of different connotations, and I know a lot of people knock it down as far as just negativity and, and those type of things. But, but I can tell you that based on the algorithms, 
based on the things that you like, the people you follow, the things that you comment on. It puts into different systems and different things get put in front of you. And the reason I share that is because I'm an avid person, I'm an avid (laughs) journal, planner, calendar, follower, and obviously we have our own two-pager. Based on those things, I get different things put in front of me. And 100%, the reason we are connecting today is because you have a journal and it's something that I've worked on myself and something I've been a follower of. So for our listeners out there, don't be afraid to connect with people. And if you are really active in a positive way by the things you like, the people you follow, and the comments you make, things are going to be put in front of you. That's first. But the second piece is you have to go ahead and take action. So again, I truly, truly appreciate what you shared on today's episode. I know that you and I will connect again soon. And for our listeners, I would highly recommend that you follow Kale and, and check out his, not only his journal, but also the stuff that he, he preaches and puts out on a daily basis. Man, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate everyone who tunes into this podcast. Uh, just really leaning into appreciation for, for everyone. Super thankful. And yeah, we will certainly connect um, more offline.